is Jimmy Scroggins. I'm the lead pastor at Family Church in West Palm Beach, Florida. Are you tired of going to conferences, reading books, and listening to speakers who tell you how to do church when you know that you cannot do what they are recommending? You've come to the right place on our podcast. We're going to give you principles, strategies, and ideas that you can implement right now with the resources you have at your church because this is church for the rest of us. Welcome back to the Church for the Rest of Us podcast. We're kicking off season two today, and I'm here with our executive pastor at Family Church, Steve Wright. Welcome back, Steve. Yeah, glad to be here. And also joining us in studio today is George Esternell. George is our pastor to students and families at Family Church, and he oversees all of our children's ministries and kids' ministries at all of our campuses. And George is a really good friend of mine. My Jimmy, family just looked tell what? Tell the story about the arm wrestling champion. Oh, I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> this guy's a beast. Uh, George is a beast. And uh, before George became a Christian, one of the ways that he used to engage other people to try to have conversations with them was arm wrestling. And he did that in a lot of fine establishments around West Palm Beach sure and beyond. Known. Mm-hmm. And he won a lot of arm wrestling competitions. Well, we went to high school camp. And of course, George is in his 40s, you know, and these guys, these young guys think they're pretty tough and they thought they could whoop them. And George basically arm wrestled every single kid in camp until he beat Every one of them. them. And not just beat them, he like... Skunked them. Well, I think he had to be careful not to break somebody's arm. It was was brutal. That's a true story. Yes, it is. Okay, so anyway, we have a children's minister who can absolutely dominate in arm wrestling, (laughs) and I really, really like that. So, George, welcome to our podcast. And why don't you tell... The people are are listening to our podcast today. Tell them a little bit about yourself, about your family, because I, I I just love all the astronauts. I'd love for our listeners to hear about you guys. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me here, Jimmy. It is good to be here with you guys. I did grow up right here in West Palm Beach. I was born in Miami, and 42 years ago, my family moved here to West Palm. I am the son of Cuban parents. I was the firstborn in the United States in my family, and it is just a, an awesome thing to to be, you know, in this great country and and be able to share some of the culture that I have from George, you're one of the most patriotic guys that I know. I, I am a pretty patriotic guy. <laughs> yes. Tell, Tell me about where your dad's buried. My dad is buried right under the American flag over at the cemetery. <laughs> right here in West Palm right Beach. Here in West and, Palm Beach. And he wanted that because why? Well, one of the things that my dad was uh, so passionate about was that he did not have freedom the way that he desired to have freedom in growing up country, in Cuba, growing yeah. up in, Cru- in Cuba. That's right. And so he moved his family here to the States. And as he did, he just uh, was so thankful for the freedom yeah. that he got to enjoy in this country and was so grateful for that, that he, he yeah. named me George after George Washington. Not Jorge. <laughs> Not Jorge. He named me George after George <laughs> yeah, Washington. That's so funny because you're around George. Like, oh, your name's Jorge. No, it's actually George. It's actually right. George. All right. Well, and tell us about your wife and your children. My wife, Elisa. Uh, and I have been married for 19 years. Elisa is the firstborn in her family as well from Cuba. And so we have been married 19 years. We grew up here together in the West Palm area. We have two daughters, Marley, who is a junior in high school, and Milena, who is in eighth grade. And uh, we've been a part of Family Church for about 14 years. Came on staff here in, in 2010 when we launched our first campus. Yeah, and George, I'm so glad that you did because every single one of my kids— has been a part of the children's ministry 
with you as our kids pastor. Yes. And it means so much to me as a dad, in addition to getting the joy of serving with you as a as a pastor on staff. And, you know, pastors need pastors. And I love serving with you, Steve, and with you, George, because you guys are pastors in my life and pastors to, to my children, to my wife. And I'm very, very grateful for all of that. Well, it's a lot of fun. And so, you know, on our podcast, Church for the Rest of Us, this, this really is a podcast to help guys who have boots on the ground. And so, you know, we came in, Jimmy, in year, with season one, and basically we were trying to introduce ourselves and we were trying to give kind of an umbrella and overarching idea of some of the strategies and things that we've been working on here. And so really what we're trying to do in season two is give a little bit more of the nuts and bolts of the things that are happening. And so we want to drill down and drill down. We're actually beginning a new series today and it's about leadership pipeline. And, you know, when you think about leadership pipeline, a lot of churches, they think about the adults, they think about, you know, whatever college students, but really our <laughs> leadership pipeline begins a lot earlier than that. And so we start them really young. We do, Steve, we do. And that's what I love about family church. That's what I love about Jimmy and his, his uh, passion to, make family ministry such an important part. And so we we do believe that uh, from a young age, kids can follow Jesus, serve Jesus, and, and share Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so we start this leadership pipeline right here in our kids' ministry as we begin to partner with parents and help them in, in the process of raising their ch- kids to know God and to love God and to follow God. And so our philosophy here at, at Family Church is to partner with the parents and to help them and their kids discover uh, and pursue God's design for, for their lives. Yeah. And I love that about what you do, George, because there's so many different ways that you do that. You know, one of the things that you guys do is uh, we do kids worship every week and then you send home a family time card with my kids and it, gives my kids an opportunity to sit down as a family with us. And they, they always encourage me to do it because I guess you bribe them with a piece of candy or something like we that. We do. We do. And so I have this opportunity with this card to have a devotion with my family. It's really easy for me to do. And I get to ask them questions. And they love the fact that we're having conversations at home about what you guys talked about in kids' worship. That's exactly right. So what we do is we have a worship venue that allows us to preach and teach <laughs> the same message that's being taught in the big room. And so to be able to have that take place is, is just phenomenal because it allows parents and children to engage in spiritual conversations from the time they even leave our campus. And so as we gather weekly to prepare these messages, we create skits, we have dramas, we have puppets, we have a lot of things that we do to help create a fun, engaging environment that will allow us to teach those biblical truths in a relevant way for these kids to be able to grasp. And so when they come into that room, they'll be able to learn how to worship God through the teaching of the word, through the music, through the giving. And as we do that, we follow up our Wednesday night programming with teaching that recaps what they learned on Sunday mornings and shows them a little bit more of an application base of that of that teaching. And it's followed with a family time devotion card that gets sent home every week with those kids so that they at home can also be a part of having some discussion, you know, in regards to those topics that they learned on Sunday with their parents. And it's so cool because we have so many dads in our church that really want to do a good job leading their families, but they really don't know how. Maybe their dad maybe didn't do that. Maybe they didn't even have a dad in their home. And so to be able to give them something, say, look, 
If you can read off of an index card, here's the verses that you read, here's the questions that you ask, and then you pray. And anybody who's literate can literally do that with their family. And I love that. For, and, and, you know, the other thing, talk, about George, about how um, when kids go to our kids' camps or in kids' worship, if they want to become Christians, we have young children who want to become Christians. Tell them what you and your team of volunteers do if a kid says, hey, I want to become a Christian. Yeah, Jimmy, one of the things that we do is we we want to make sure that we bring parents along in the process. Yeah. We do believe exactly what the Bible teaches us in Deuteronomy 6, that parents are the primary faith trainers. They're the ones that are responsible for the That's spiritual good. aspect of their of their children. And so it's their responsibility to teach their kids to know God and love God. And we get to come alongside that, alongside them in that process. But when a kid is is at a, at a point, whether in our one of our kids' worship services or whether it's at camp, and they do want to take that next step, our team is prepared to engage that child in that conversation, but also to bring the parents along. So we give parents the opportunity to lead their kids to faith. And uh, we've had parents who've come to our office, they've sat down, we engage in, in a conversation, maybe there's some spiritual things taking place in that child's life and they want to take that step, I will sit there and offer those parents the opportunity to actually lead their kid to to faith. And sometimes they'll do it. Sometimes they want me to do it. But we want to always give those parents that opportunity to to lead their kids. Well, I really like that because as a dad, you know, I've worked hard and and my wife, Chris, and I have worked hard to raise our kids, to talk to them about the gospel. Honestly, the last thing I want is for my five-year-old to come home from kids worship Mm -hmm. and tell me that some volunteer that I don't know prayed with them to receive Christ because yes. I want to be part of the process. That's going to tick me off when that happens. <laughs> and so, I mean, I'll try to act happy about it because I'm supposed to, but I will not be happy. And so I just think, and the other thing is, George, you have actually led parents to Christ doing it this way. That's exactly right. The awesome thing is that when you engage these parents in these spiritual conversations that, that we're having with their children, you come to realize that many times the parents haven't been baptized themselves. Even as kids have come to faith and they come into their baptism interview and you ask the parents, hey, can you tell me a little bit about your story or you can share a little bit about your baptism? You get to see that some of these parents have actually never even done that themselves. And so this gives us the opportunity to minister to them. And we've had parents that have come to faith. We've had parents that have been baptized and then turned around and got to baptize their own children at the same time because of the decision. Yeah, that's really, and it doesn't really even start there because really you have a whole process for parent-child dedication. So if we have a couple in our church that uh, has a baby, we have a process and something that we want them to participate in. Talk a little bit about that. Yes. The the, the parent-child dedication class is a class that we do for parents who obviously want to dedicate their children. We don't, we don't do infant baptism. And so one of the ways that we get to partner with these parents in this spiritual journey of raising their children to know God and love God is that they'll come to this class and we get to talk about the blessing that children are and the responsibility that they have to raise their kids to know God and love God. And so we've had, we've had people that have come through this class. We've gotten to dedicate their children and then been a part of watching those kids take the next step in believers, new believers class and, and, and even believers baptism. All right, so let's talk about that new believers class. Okay, so after a kid's been born, we walk their parents through parent-child dedication. Sometimes the parents actually make a decision to get married as a result of the parent-child <laughs> dedication true. process, right? That's so exactly that's a pretty right. exciting thing, too. We see a lot of that. But then when a kid gets a little bit older and they say, hey, I want to take the next step. I want to take a step towards Jesus. I want to become a Christian. What, what do we do with that kid? 
Well, that that kid will uh, come over to our new believers class. And when can they do that? Once the child has completed the second grade. Okay. So we do wait till they have completed the second grade. Once they've completed the second grade and they want to uh, take that step, they can come to the new believers class. It's a three week class where we ask the parents to be a part of that class. And we'll talk to them about what it means to be a believer, what we believe, why we believe what we believe. And so we'll take them through. It'll talk to them about sin. It'll talk to them about Jesus. We'll talk what it means to be a member of the church, talk about the ordinances, what it means now as we uh, go through the step of believer's baptism and then get to participate in the Lord's Supper. Yeah. And so, George, we have a lot of people, a lot of parents wanting to get their kids. So how often do you offer this class? We offer it four times a year. So we we give them an opportunity about once a quarter to be able to be a part of that class. Yeah. And we offer it at every campus. Is that right? Every campus. English, Spanish, all of that. That is exactly right. So we we do that all throughout the year and every campus gets to participate in that. All right, George, one of the highlights on our church calendar every year, obviously, is kids camp. And we've got a lot of stories that we could tell about kids camp. I mean, everybody here at our A lot of them involve Steve Wright. (laughs) They do. They do. Well, I teach a lot of poems. I had a kid last night at our baptism go, Pastor Steve, I can still remember the poem. What was it? You want to hear it? Yeah. There are two rules in life that will never bend, never whittle toward yourself. Or pee against the wind. <laughs> that, that, those are the moments. Hey, those are the moments where people get closer to Jesus, right there. Yeah, they do, and then they go home and tell their parents that Pastor Steve taught them that. This yeah. is discipleship, right is. here. That's good. It is. All right, so let's talk a little. I don't bit know if we're going to put that poem in our show notes or not. Of but course, we'll see they, what we everybody do. around the country needs to know about yeah, this. I agree. All right, so George, everybody on our staff. I mean, you know, we, like. If you're on our, if you're a ministerial staff or you're a pastor, a pastor at our church, you you don't have. I mean, this is such a priority. We we close down church here and we send everybody to kids camp. It's really a big deal. It is a big deal. It is a big deal. And I'll, and I'll be honest with you, as a pastor to children and families and overseeing a kids ministry, one of the greatest things that encourages me is that our lead pastor would have our entire church staff, all the campus pastors from across. Oh yeah. Jimmy leads the way. I mean, he's there from morning to midnight. They are. And so it is a tremendous blessing, not only to, to us who, who are leading that, those ministry areas, but to the counselors, the individuals who come to camp, who take away uh, time from their families, from work to be able to come be a part of that, to, for them to be able to see their pastors being a part of kids camp is, is a really big deal. Uh, one of the things that's happened at Kids Camp that I think's really made a big difference in our church, George, is, uh, is that's one of the venues where we teach them how to actually share their faith. And we actually train children how to have gospel conversations. Can you talk to us a little bit about how that's worked with kids ministry? Yes. Well, one of the things that we get to do when we go to camp, you get three days where you get to pull these kids and have two chapel services a day. You have worship leaders like Christian Ramos and, and and worship leaders from across all of our campuses that create these great atmos- this great atmosphere for these kids to be able to engage in a wor- time of worship. We get to teach God's word, and then there's time there's a time set aside after each chapel service mm-hmm. where these kids will actually go and do a breakout session, and they have been uh, taught the three circles. We've had kids camps where we have focused primarily on how to share the gospel using the three circles. We have also had all of our counselors prior to going to camp 
are trained on how to engage the kids in spiritual conversations using the three circles. Because as those kids gather together for those three days and they're hearing God's word and they're they're responding, you know, to to the messages and our campus pastors and our our ministers are all ministering to these kids in their breakout groups. They have the opportunity there to be able to share the gospel as well. well. George, one of those stories is with Eric Kelly's son. I don't was Miles. It, was it Miles? Yes. And so, t- tell our listeners a little bit about that story. Well, we we have numerous stories just like those, like Miles, where you have some of these kids who will come back home and engage relatives, family members, babysitters, you know, babysitters, friends and share the gospel using the tool of the three circles. And it, it really, really is impressive. We have another, Trey, uh, just recently was, was at home. He's hears uh, about the three circles. He's seen the three circles. He's been trained on the three circles. And he goes outside, engages his neighbor friend, sits out in his yard. His dad comes out and finds him sharing the three Amazing. circles with another kid. Yeah. So it's, That's it's really awesome. Neat. That's awesome. All right. So we talk a lot about partnering with parents and, you know, obviously the whole conversation of parents being the primary disciplers of their children. And so as we take kids through that and we dedicate and see parents dedicate their children, how how do we incorporate children into our leadership pipeline? And what does that look like practically for us? Well, Steve, you know, as we as we begin this process all along to partner with these parents, and as they as these kids grow in their spiritual journey and they get to celebrate these milestones, everything from the parent child dedication class as they're committed, uh, their parents are committed to raising them to know God and love God. You've got kids coming through the new believers class. All of these kids are growing in their in their walk with the Lord and the partnership that we have with parents who are really the ones that are doing the bulk of that work. We get to give them opportunities to, to, to lead and to serve. And so these kids, when they get to fifth grade, we have a, a program called the Young Leader Program. And that fifth grade Young Leader Program is the first opportunity that you have at our at Family Church to be able to serve. And so those fifth graders will have opportunities to serve uh, among the younger kids as they go into uh, kids' worship. They'll, they'll work with these kids on memorizing scripture, They'll work with them on the three circles. They'll serve them and, and be able to, to sit with these kids and help them as they uh, have a, a great worship experience in our kids' worship venues. And so these kids are given an opportunity to lead and serve even in fifth grade, which I believe is where we begin to give them the platform and the stage to be able to to start leading right start there. And right you know there. what I love about that too, George? We've been doing this Young Leaders Program uh, long before I ever showed up to this That's church, exactly long before right. you were the kids pastor. And so we actually have t- almost two decades of children who've been through the Young Leaders Program at our church. So we actually have some parents in our church who have kids in the preschool who were young leaders. And so it's a really exciting program. That really becomes a leadership pipeline because then those kids feed into leadership in our middle school group and our high school group. And it goes, it goes on from there. Uh, George, you know, at, at, at family church, we start our leadership pipeline with the fifth graders. That is our first uh, tangible step where they have to interview, they have to apply, they have to be selected, they have to be approved. They have actual responsibilities. That's the first place where our 
That our church identifies leaders. Jimmy, I mean, that interview is It's a huge. big deal. I mean, you, all of your kids have gone through this. All of my this. kids have gone through it. Preparing for that, I mean, that's a big... And they're nervous as a cat. And the funny thing is, my kids should be pretty confident, all right? But they actually get nervous about, oh my gosh, I got my interview today. Will you pray for me? And they're going to see Pastor George. They go to Pastor George's house all the time. Like they, It's not like... <laughs> yeah. And so I don't know what these other kids around here do, because my kids are like completely geeked up for this, for this interview. And it really is a powerful tool. That's the first time anybody ever does anything like that with them is what happens here at family church yeah and, and they do that interview process is is hilarious at times because the kids will come they are nervous and the parents will typically walk into my office with their child and as they walk into the office i said no no you'll wait for them uh, <laughs> i'm not interviewing uh-oh. you mom interviewing the kids. i'm gonna have your child come and sit in here with me and as as i engage them and, and just take them through that interview process it's really really a lot of fun and I just get the opportunity to challenge these kids. I get to help them understand that as a fifth grader, they're leaders, whether they choose to be or not. And that's yeah. because everybody in that hall, in that elementary class, in elementary uh, hall is looking to them as leaders. And so we get to challenge them and help them understand that this is part of what God is calling us to do is to serve others. And we can't be more like Jesus than when we're serving others. And so it's it's a great opportunity for them. Yeah, and at Family Church, our leadership pipeline Young leaders is where it starts. That's right. Then we have leadership opportunities, middle school and high school kids. That's right. Then we have internships for college age kids. Then we have residency program for kid for people that are out of college. Yeah. So we have this whole pipeline where we're building, building, building. And the very first building block of our leadership pipeline is right there with you, George, and with and with uh, your team. If there's one piece of advice you could offer one of our listeners who maybe he's a pastor and he's got a team of volunteers that work with kids, or maybe it's a children's minister, if there's one piece of advice and they want to start um, engaging their children and their children's ministry in leadership, what would you tell them to do? How could they possibly get started? Well, Jimmy, that's that's a great question. I think the the culture of being able to believe in our kids' ministry and, and in our kids' leaders is, is vital to that process. I say that because what we do is not child care. And if that's you right. put the kids' ministry as child care, then that's not. Yeah, work. that's not us. Right. That's not us. And so making sure that your kids' leaders know that you're committed to partnering with them, to encouraging them, to doing whatever you can and putting the resources in that area so that we can continue to raise up the leaders that we need, that, that, is, that is vital. So number one, I think one of the things that we do is by uh, lining up our teaching. I think that that's really important. Uh, that allows us to be, that helps us with the overall vision of the church. So we're teaching adults and we're teaching right. kids the same thing. So what happens in kids worship, same topic, same text happening in adult worship. That's a big deal that, for us. That is. And so that is a big part of building that leadership pipeline. And because it allows us to train kids the same way that we're training adults and, and engaging them in the same things. And so that's how we develop the, the next generation of leaders. Yeah. And I tell you, it doesn't matter what size church you're, you're in. It doesn't matter what kind of resources you have, whether it's a team of volunteers or one volunteer, or if you have to do it yourself as a senior pastor, I would just encourage every one of our church for the rest of us listeners to consider how could God Use you and your church to inspire leadership from children at a young level. And if you'll start building leadership into the fabric of your church culture right there, 
I actually think it could bear huge dividends down the road. Steve, you have a word on that? Well, Jimmy, you talk about this more than anybody on our staff. I mean, you know, we're at kids camp or we're wherever we're at. That's right. A lot of our, you're, you're looking at those kids and you're saying, hey, you guys pay attention. You guys be on guard. You guys be ready to go because the next pastor of family church is probably sitting out here today. We're probably teaching them. And so yeah. you you really drive that point home for us. Yeah, and it means a lot. I mean, look, I'm 46 years old. If God lets me be here another 20 years as a pastor, that would be amazing. But which means if we're going to hire a pastor in his 30s or, or somebody who's 40, how old is he right now? So he's 20 or younger yeah, right now, right. and so and and probably younger. So that's where it's somebody in kids ministry. It's somebody in middle school ministry somewhere that's that's going to be the next generation of leadership at family church yeah. and that's why this pipeline matters hey look george i'm very grateful you're willing to be here with us today steve always a joy to get to be with you on the podcast so for all of our listeners if you want to meet george and meet george's team and learn more about how to build leadership into the fabric of your children's ministry george and his team will be at our sharper conference uh, this march to interact with your team and your kids pastor and i hope you've already made plans to join us for march 1st if not you can register today at sharperconference.com and and I'm just so grateful that you're willing to listen to us. And I hope you'll tune in next time as we continue progressing along our leadership pipeline. And we're going to have a conversation about how to identify and recruit and train leaders from your student ministry and how to build internships around your student ministry. Thanks for listening to us today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. I'd love for you to follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Scroggins or Check out FamilyChurchNetwork.com to chime in on our blog. We want your feedback on today's podcast. Plus, we want to know what you are doing because we want to learn from you too. Hey, until next time, this is Jimmy Scroggins, and you've been listening to Church for the Rest of Us.